Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with Dan Sullivan. Dan, very recently you had an insight that you were telling me about, about isolated entrepreneurs and why that's not really a healthy state or a good plan for success. So what does an isolated entrepreneur look like and why is that not such a great idea? Well, it looks like me when I started my (laughs) entrepreneurial career. And, you know, it's kind of a necessity that if you start something as an entrepreneur and you haven't had entrepreneurial experience, that there's a certain amount of what I would call rugged individualism that's actually necessary for you to make the step into the marketplace because only about 5% of the working population ever attempts this. And probably you have the capability and confidence that you're probably a good salesperson. In other words, that you feel confident enough that you could go into the marketplace with a new idea, could be a product, could be a service, or it's a something that you feel that you could get paid directly from customers and clients that you actually create. And therefore, your future is really open to you in the sense that it could grow to the degree that you're a successful salesperson. But What you notice immediately just by the necessity of business that you're going to have to do everything yourself. And there's a period where you're just by yourself in the marketplace. And this is both necessary, but it's also dangerous because you can get hardwired into the fact that you'll do everything yourself. And the other aspect of that is you don't trust other people to actually help you out because you don't think anyone can do it as well as you do. You know, if you look at the statistics, Shannon, that the vast majority of people who call themselves entrepreneurs have only created a job where they have a job, but it's a job that they created and they're doing everything themselves. And from, you know, reflecting that experience against our concept of unique ability, Mm -hmm. that there are certain things that you're really great at, but a lot of the activities that are involved in having a successful business, you're not very good at those. And the danger is that the rugged individualist is going to stay isolated throughout their entrepreneurial career. They're never going to take advantage of other people's capabilities One is because they're not trusting Mm -hmm. that other people can actually help them. You're right. I find what you said about it becomes hardwired. That's one of the big Mm -hmm. dangers of that. Mm -hmm. And when people are hardwired, I mean, we see that. There's certain people that qualify for strategic coach and some people that don't. The majority don't because they are those solopreneurs, I think, as they're called. It takes a real shift. But some things can happen. Like people can get overwhelmed with the obstacles to their projects, and it keeps them kind of stuck, doesn't it? And they become permanently limited. They can't really grow. Mm. And as a result, a lot of rugged individualist entrepreneurs actually shift from one business to another because they're always looking for the multiplier. But the real multiplier is actually found within themselves, and that is simply identify the things that you're great at and then start creating surplus incomes so that you can invest in the capabilities of others, and then you'll grow because more and more you can become great at what you're good at, and your team can grow outside. And, you know, for the first 12 
13 years of my entrepreneurial career, it was just Dan out there as an individual one-on-one coach. And I was doing some things really great, but I was doing a lot of things very poorly. The weakness of me operating alone in the marketplace started to show up as almost like a permanent barrier. I wasn't, I wasn't going to grow in terms of being a strategic coach. I had the name, but it was just Dan Sullivan's strategic coach, and there was just a lot of complexity, and there was enormous amount of limitations to my growth as an individual. Very frustrating limitations. I was going to say, it sounds like a ceiling that you were hitting, yeah, and you couldn't yeah. figure out how to break yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. that's not very comfortable. And the breakthrough for me was my partnership with Babs. Mm-hmm. That broke open the whole entree into unique ability teamwork, because Babs is really great at putting teams together. And so if you want to know the history of Strategic Coach, it's Dan before Babs and Dan after Babs. <laughs> A.B. No Babs, no Coach. Which was on our T-shirts at Abundance this year when yeah. it was Babs's yeah. birthday, which was yeah. great. So if people are in this state of being a rugged individual and they're feeling overwhelmed with obstacles, what can they do? What actions can they take to kind of help break through this? Well, I was on a Facebook Live call this morning, and someone said, well, I'm that rugged individualist that you talk about, but I can't get myself to actually trust other individuals. So I simply asked the question, well, go down the road three years, and if you say exactly the same thing about yourself, is that okay with you that nothing has changed over the next three years? It wasn't an interactive because I was being asked the question and I was responding to it. But a lack of trust is usually a form of hallucination. In other words, that you're thinking of relying on other people and you're seeing only downside from that. Right. So you're seeing people taking advantage of you. You're seeing people not being committed to your business. You're seeing people just showing up and putting in the time and the effort, but not actually adding any value to what you're doing. And that's a form of hallucination. Okay. And I I use the word hallucination because it's been identified massively in the psychological community, people who study people who are isolated, and they find that we make up things in our mind because we actually don't have connections with other people's capabilities, and so we keep making up bad scenarios, and it's a form of hallucination. There's actually an interesting thing that's on the marketplace, which is called a tranquility tank, Mm -hmm. and this is quite popular with some spas in that you go into a dark chamber, which is completely dark, and you float on a saline solution, salt water, so you can float, and you're in there alone, and you know, you can have visuals in there now, and you can have sound, you can have music and everything like that, but essentially you're alone, and if a person didn't have the sound and the visuals, their mind would start creating all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And it takes about five or six minutes of you being isolated in this chamber before your mind starts making up all sorts of scenarios. And those aren't real. Your mind has to work on something. And if it doesn't have outside connections to work on, it'll create visual connections. They're kind of like fantasies that you're creating. And my experience when I talk to people who are rugged individuals who have this mortal fear of trusting other people, it's a form of hallucination. 
So I was just talking, if you had the other emphasis and what it is, I'm going to see where I can cooperate with other people, increase my cooperation with other people, and I'm going to work out structures so that other people can cooperate with me then you'll just grow because it's not a hallucination. You're actually dealing with real people. You're dealing with real projects. You're dealing with real measurable outcomes. And that's the route for breaking out. I'm a good cooperator, so I had that going for me. And the big breakthrough for me is that practice cooperation regardless of where it is in your life. Mm. So... It doesn't have to be paid income. It could be anything. But where can I be useful to this other person? And what is it about this other person's capability that they could be useful to me? And then when you put it into an entrepreneurial model, I wonder if I could buy some of that person's time Mm -hmm. so that it would give them a chance, paid chance, actually rewarded chance to be in useful teamwork with me. And really, that's how it started. It started with Babs, and then latest count, we're up around 130 team members in Strategic Coach. But I see each of them as a unique ability. And I think the key to this is seeing that you have a unique ability, which, in fact, nobody else can do. But they also have a unique ability that you can't do. And if you put those two unique abilities together it'll produce a multiplier. It isn't one plus one. It could be, at best, just starting off, one plus one equals three, but then you can get one plus one equals 10. So that's our basic model at the beginning of Strategic Coach, you know, just to get people saying, look, you'd be far better off if you just did two or three things that you know that you're great at. Other people have told you that you're great at, and then start building out from yourself a team of other people who are really great at a particular thing, and they like being in cooperation with you. Not everybody does, but you gradually develop a sense of how you can blueprint success with teamwork. Well, what really strikes me as you're talking is that when you have the rugged individual's mindset and habits and ways of operating, you don't actually attract people who can be in cooperation with you. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're doing very probably minor tasks. They probably don't have the big picture. They may or may not be specializing in what they're unique at. You're undoubtedly not specializing in what you're unique at. So if you have this unique ability mindset, it opens up a whole new set of possibilities. And I love what you said is that if you're thinking this way, you're hallucinating because you're only focusing on the obstacles and what could go wrong. And we're making that up in the absence of information. And this has been proven psychologically, physiologically. We are hardwired to sense danger. And in the absence of information, we make it up bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just, lots of studies can show you that. We know that when people come back into their workshop, you know, we don't require people to open their binders. We know how much value there is just from thinking it through in that one day a quarter. But they assume, to a person, they assume that they have not accomplished a single thing. Then they open up their materials and go, oh, oh my gosh, I did this, I did that. And their list is checked off. They've done everything. They've done more things they hadn't even planned on. But in the absence of information, they made it up that nothing Mm -hmm. had happened. And Mm -hmm. we just know it's never true. Well, and the other thing is that typically the images of business in the marketplace are created by movie directors and especially writers who are themselves rugged individualists. And they tend to portray in novels 
in movies or television, they tend to depict the downside of people not being able to trust each other, mm. you know, and they think that the whole world out there is a world that's fraught with distrust and people letting each other down. And I often think that the whole image of business that's portrayed in the movies and in the popular media is really authored by people who themselves are distrustful, rugged individualists. <laughs> but in fact, the great magic of business is that the best businesses are are based on massive amounts of trust and collaboration and cooperation among people with different unique abilities. Mm -hmm. My father was a farmer, and we were compelled as children on the farm to work with my dad. And my dad was terrible. He was a rugged individualist who had six boys and a daughter. Unfortunately, the daughter was the oldest because she was out in the fields actually working. And the one lasting impression that I think all of us got is that we wanted to escape as quickly as possible from having to work with our father. Mm. And we were all convinced that we weren't going to be farmers when we grew up just because of that experience. Now, my father was a very admirable person, and he kept us secure growing up. And he was a great salesperson, which was his number one unique ability. And he, you know, had basic farming skills so that he could actually do it. But when we all moved away, the farm failed. Mm -hmm. And then he went into landscaping, but he was a rugged individualist landscaper. He did all the work himself, and he could never get someone to work for him. So I took that to heart and saying he's missing the whole multiplier aspect of what it means to be in business together. But, you know, I had it myself for the first 15 years. I was no different as a coach mm -hmm. for the first 15 years than my father was as a farmer or landscaper. And it was Babs who really unlocked it for me, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I just have massive cooperation with her. And now I have massive cooperation with the teams that she's created around me. So it's been miraculous in some ways. You know, I mean, I got a feeling that I was visited by an angel, and the angel opened up my future for me. I love that thought. My other thought is, you know, what makes film and movies and stories interesting is drama. Yeah. And all the negativity is where the drama comes from, but really good business actually isn't really all that yeah, dramatic. Yeah, it's drama-free, but drama what I found. Yeah. I mean, it's excitement-full, but it's uh, absence of drama. Yeah. It's a lot of excitement, and there's a lot of breakthroughs. And you kind of have to get on the other side to actually experience what that's like. So it's an interesting concept, but more and more, I notice oftentimes when after 90 days, entrepreneurs come back to the workshop, the first hour we have to get rid of the hallucinations that they've been doing for the past 90 days. They're only seeing downside, they're only seeing problems, they're only seeing threats. And then after an hour, when we get them grounded in what they've actually achieved and actually can see the payoffs from teamwork that they've had with other people, they remove themselves from the hallucinations, and now they're seeing things clearly. They were looking backwards, and now they're looking forwards. I mean, the first hour of my workshops, people oftentimes will come up to me at 10 o'clock workshops been going for an hour and they'll say, you know, I could go home right now. I, I feel relaxed, I feel confident, and I feel very excited about what's going to happen in the future. 
they don't. I mean, they stay for the full eight hours. Yeah, they're good stuff. uh, But then they really work and they take advantage of the teamwork in the workshop with the other entrepreneurs, and they are sky high by the time they go out. So we encourage them that we're providing you with one kind of teamwork and strategic coach, and you're seeing the benefit in just eight hours, what the power of teamwork is. Now, your job during each 90 days is to expand your own custom design teamwork around you, and that'll produce a self-managing company. First of all, unique ability, unique ability teamwork, and then self-managing company. And then you can get to the point where it becomes a self-multiplying company, which can go 10 times. And that describes the growth through the signature level of coach and then the 10 times program. But there is still another jump you can take after that. Which we're going to talk about on our next podcast, yeah. <laughs> which I'm very Yeah, and about. I would say this, that just a few facts, Shannon, about the rugged individualism. If you don't change, nothing's going to change. So all change for any entrepreneur has to happen internally before it can happen externally. And it's a shift of mindset that what you're looking for is unique abilities on the part of other people that will free you up to focus on your own unique abilities. Mm -hmm. And they will love being in teamwork with you if that's your approach. I really appreciate that, Dan. And I also love the whole point about just how connected you will be once you focus on progress, stop hallucinating about what could possibly go wrong that isn't. And that also opens you up to new possibilities for collaboration and cooperation and Mm -hmm. teamwork, which are not possible if you're in that other mindset, in that other state. So tons of very practical, useful advice today. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. 